And welcome back to the greatest Wax on Tracks. It's KU. Oh, it's a good day for singing the song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? Turn my headphones up. Y'all ready? Let's do it. This is all you radio. I mean, look, do you think this was an accident? All of this right here? Premeditated, partner. I'm Johnny McKeon. You got nothing on me, right? Nothing. And with me is Mr. Doom and Bloom. Hey, dummy. I'm Sasha Bloom. <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Let's start the show. And welcome back to <laughs> All You Radio. I'm Johnny McKeon. With me in studio is Sasha Bloom and our guest, Christopher Stevenson. Christopher is an Idaho native that he brings a dry, sarcastic, angry look into everyday encounters. His stand-up has been recognized by the Salt Lake City Weekly and Magazine. He's open for Doug Stanhope, Sean Rouse, Andy Andrist. Stevenson is a lead writer for a sketch show called Sketchophrenia. Christopher is a hard-hitting uh, in the Salt Lake comedy scene with raw, realistic humor, says Salt Lake City Weekly. And uh, he is the head of the Salt Lake Comedy Carnival. How are you doing, Chris? Doing well. How are you? Dude, I'm doing great, man. Great. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, thanks for being here. Sorry about the delay and everything. <laughs> <Totally>. Whatever. <laughs> so how about you You want to tell us just a little bit about this comedy carnival? Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is our first year. Uh, we're kicking off on September 17th, and it'll go through September 21st. So it's going to be five days of comedy, uh, tons of shows you can go to. Um, we're kicking the whole thing off with a comedy show bar crawl. So uh, wow. downtown, we're going to well, meet when up. When is that? It's going to be on the 17th at 7 o'clock. We're going to start at the first bar. And then uh, we'll do four bars after that. So it's going to be like 18 comics, uh, four different bars. Uh, and you don't have to pay to get in. We're just asking for a donation to the Multiple, uh, Multiple Scrolls Society of Utah for the bar oh, crawl. Awesome. So you get to come and see like a basic sampling of like what you can see the rest of the week people like uh matt knutson's gonna do the bar crawl wow. with us. Yeah. he's just uh got off conan yeah. he's shooting pilots in la like he's his career is really like on the ups and ups right now oh that's awesome so he's gonna like come and join us for the bar crawl and uh uh we have a guy from las vegas called the alien warrior comedian who's hilarious he yeah actually i saw he, him on last comic standing yeah like he yeah. dresses up like a full-on alien and does comedy it's so he's so funny really and uh we have a ton of people like people from portland people from la people from denver are all flying in to do like a big huge week long version of shows of different comedians from all over lots of local comics um we're gonna have sketch and film at brewies on uh, saturday the 21st wow so how did all this get started like what uh well me and uh my buddy andrew jensen uh probably about two or three years ago-ish, started kind of talking about doing a festival. We've both been to festivals, and uh, we loved them. Like, some for good reasons, some for bad reasons, but, like, we wanted Salt Lake to have one of these, and mm -hmm. Salt Lake doesn't have one of these like this right now. I mean, there's not anything like this in Utah right now where we just bring in comics from all over the place and throw them in on all the same stages, and basically, like, we want Salt Lake City to have this yeah <laughs> so like, well no we're due i mean salt lake's on the grow and like the comedy scene here definitely needs to be recognized oh yeah it's it's growing so fast and, and like basically like just exploding out from under all of us right now yeah like, it's kind of like we were talking just a little bit earlier and uh yeah this scene like we've got a lot of talent oh here. yeah 
like an overwhelming amount. Like it's it's amazing. Like I mean, we've had amazing comics come out of Salt Lake City. We got Ryan Hamilton, Bent Washburn, Jay oh, yeah. Whitaker. I mean, Marcus. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's tons of comics coming out of Salt Lake and moving on to other cities, but they're still like representing Salt Lake City comedy, which is really cool. You got like Andy Gold in New York right now, and you got uh, Levi Rounds just took a big turn, uh, went out to L.A. for about six months to a yearish. Uh, did a bunch of shows out there. Yeah. He's living back here now. So oh, is Andy back now? Oh, okay. uh, well, Andy's still in New York, but Levi is. Oh, uh, Levi. Back in town. Yeah, yeah, I like uh, Levi. Levi's, Levi's a good guy. Levi's a really good guy. A really yeah. good friend of mine. Awesome. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have tons. Uh, Jay Whitaker is gonna be on uh, one of the shows during the carnival, and uh, Levi will be uh, there as well. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, how many submissions did you get for this? We got. Uh, we were expecting like maybe fifty. Like we were really pushing for like fifty submissions, uh, just because we were in our first year and we wanted to. You know, we didn't really have a big budget to get the word out there, but the word spread like crazy, and we ended up getting like a, almost 130 submissions from all over the country, from like 38 different states and like five from Canada, which is wow. crazy. I never thought Canada. That, like, <laughs> <I> never <laughs> Who's submitting from Canada? <laughs> people. I never thought we'd get that far out of a reach to like get people to like send their videos in and submit. But we got so much talent. We actually had to kind of buckle down and really get some shows rolling because wow. we didn't want to we didn't want to let anybody down like we we wanted to take as much talent as we possibly could this first year it looks like you did I yeah mean. we we have a ton of comedians coming in how did, how, how did you organize that it seems like a tremendous it's not only to deal with this city to get you know everything approved oh and yeah certified, but to do you have to pay these comics or do you have to uh well and with uh we are paying a f few of the like bigger name headliners uh -huh. that are coming in um, but the festivals, kind of the way they go, is you you travel to a new city that you've never really been in before, and you get to do multiple shows in front of sold out crowds that you would normally not be able to perform in front of because they're out of your market or it's sure. travel costs. So, so a lot of people are just coming here. Basically, when you do a festival, you get accepted, and then you just you know you travel out there, you perform for a week, and then you go back home. But now you have all this you know good grounding structure in that city to perform this you sounds know, there like a again. lot of fun like because you get to include the beer crawl and so yeah. you got to be really thirsty to participate oh yeah yeah i no. like it i i can't wait to go it's gonna be really really fun mm -hmm. how'd you get started into comedy how long you been doing stand -up? i've been doing comedy for a little over a decade now really i started really young I a started decade when, yeah i started when i was uh 18 uh wow. i'm almost 30 now uh, so it's been a long stretch of just doing shows, but uh, did you start out in Idaho? Is that, is that no? Right? I I moved here uh, when I was fairly young, uh, so I actually started at the West Valley Wise Guys at open. Oh, mic. back that when they used very, to do that. Yeah, that was yeah. my very first uh, open mic, and I performed uh, with Wise Guys for a couple years, and I just you know I got this big interest on um, kind of setting up my own shows, yeah. and I really like the bar feel. I really like performing in bars. I really like <laughs> to be able to kind of push the limits when it yeah. comes to language or content. Definitely. Or, so the bar shows for me work really well. Yeah. You know? Oh, for the listeners, there's a very different vibe between like a comedy club and a bar oh, scene. Yeah. And they're both very interesting, but they're very diverse. Like comedy club is more to me like a structured comedy. Like you, you go, there's a spotlight, everything's dark. Like the wait staff's quiet. Like they're making drinks in the back. So the whole focus is on the show, but I like the, feel of a bar where it's a little more chaotic uh anything can happen you get people in there that are, aren't expecting to watch comedy but then they have, end up watching comedy you get a lot more hecklers 
kind of keeps you on your toes yeah. a little bit more. <laughs> but uh, I really like that. I really like the chaos of it all, uh, especially when I perform myself. Wow. So, so, like, what's your process like? Like, what do you... How do you come with your material? How do you come with your ideas? <laughs> a lot of drinking on porches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Awesome. Awesome. So, do you... um. <laughs> do you consider yourself like an alt comic or do you an old comic? Yeah. No, I mean, there's kind of a rule or not a rule. I mean, I guess a saying where if you're not doing comedy for like 10 to 15 years, then yeah. I mean, it just it doesn't normally ever, ever go anywhere until yeah. you've hit that like kind of 10 or 15 year mark. Well, look just, at you now. You got a festival. I know. Well, <laughs> hopefully it goes well. Otherwise, yeah. I just have a bunch of flyers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Well, that can be helpful when you're uh, drinking out on the patio. Well, yeah, yeah. Get a headset, <laughs> get a pellet gun. So, um, where where is the exact where is the f the carnival gonna be exactly? It's, it's gonna be at multiple location. Uh, the complex uh, on the west side of downtown is hosting most of the shows. Oh, the uh, one right next to the mall. Yeah, so yeah. they're just on the west side of the Gateway Mall, and they're gonna host. Uh, they're gonna host us on. They're gonna finish up the bar crawl on Tuesday. They're gonna host us on Wednesday, and then they're gonna host our headliners on Friday, um, and then. Uh, there's a new arts th center. Uh, they've been established in Sugar Space for a long time, uh, the Sugar Space Center for the Arts. Hmm. Uh, but they're opening up a new location on the in the River District, which is uh, over by like the Red Iguana, and uh, kind of on the west side of the freeway there. And so we're going to be host. They're going to host us on Thursday, and then uh, Bruvies is going to host our film and sketch on Saturday. Awesome! Oh, that's so, perfect for yeah. that. Yeah, Bruvies is awesome, dude. Like, I love Bruvies. Yeah. Do you ever go to uh, the Monday nights? What's it called? Channel 801? Uh, yeah, I've yeah. actually, we've, uh, my friend Andrew, uh, the my co-creator, my other festival director for this thing, uh, helps run Channel 801 mm. as well. So we're that's kind of how we got tied in with Bruvies with the festival. So what was the criteria for choosing talent? Because I know you got a crap ton of submissions. Oh, we got, we got so many submissions. A lot of great submissions and a lot of... Not so great. Just, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't even know. So, like, what what, what were you looking for? Like, uh, well, I was trying to keep kind of an open mind on it. Like, I, I mean, I, I rarely like to like kind of judge comedy. I, mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of like a written art form. Well, like, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, it must be really difficult um, to just be like, uh, good enough, not good enough. But luckily, the panel of people we had uh, watching all these videos are very different when it comes to like comedy styles. Like. Myself, I'm more of kind of like realistic humor, kind of drier, sarcastic, a little, I don't know, darker, I guess. Yeah. And then uh, my buddy Andrew is more into like improv and like really kind of like slapstick. Like they do a lot of like kind of acrobatics in their act. And yeah. um, so he's a little more into the physical style of comedy, maybe the weirder stuff. Um, and then we had uh, Ben Fuller helping us out watching it. And he's just, he knows so much about comedy and yeah. different comedians and who's on the up and up and who's oh, on the cool. downfall. And so we had a good panel to kind of like choose. And uh, sometimes we'd agree and sometimes we wouldn't. We would just kind of like vote and yeah. see how things, like if they pass on to the next round or whatever. I don't know. Like yeah. we just tried to fit together the best kind of lineup we could with the submissions we received and try to keep it like really uh, variety. Like we have a lot of different types of comedians coming through, which is yeah. what I'm really excited for. How, how did you contact the alien warrior guy? <laughs> he like, contacted how? us. Really? Like, that's the thing though, is like with, with this thing, we weren't sure who was gonna submit because yeah. we just opened submissions. You go to our website, you would send in your video, you'd fill out a form. And like basically the comedy world 
just spread the word for us. Like one comedian would tell another comedian and it just, we got submissions from everywhere. And so we knew comedians in certain cities. And so we basically just told those few comedians we knew to tell their comedian friends that, you know, we're in our first year, we need submissions. We need, we need talent yeah. to fill all these spots and all these people <laughs> started emailing us, but we got the submission from the alien guy. I mean, even the Matt Knudsen guy who's yeah. been on like Conan yeah. and he's been on, uh, tons of, tons of great shows. Um, he submitted and he's somebody that sh- yeah. shouldn't be submitting to festivals. They should be asking him to perform. Yeah. So like after he submitted, we got talking with him and it was like, no, you gotta, wow. we don't just want you to submit and come and perform. We want you to like headline yeah. the night because you're Matt Knudsen. Did you go after any comics or was it all hundred percent submission? Uh, well, we went after um, Lady to Lady in LA, uh, a girl named Barbara Gray, who's actually from Utah is uh one of three uh ladies in the show and uh they just got a nod from the comedy central stage in la they just performed last night for the oh, comedy wow. central moguls uh and they're apparently their show went great but uh they've their show has been blown up uh they've been doing like a live podcast thing for a long time uh, and then they do live versions of their show as well and their their show has just been blown up in la so that was the first performance that i really wanted to have in the festival especially that she has local ties i thought mm. that would be kind of cool yeah Wow. wow. But everybody else was mostly submission-based. Where did you come up with the idea of calling it a comedy carnival instead of just, like, a festival or a show? I don't know. I just wanted to make sure that... I mean, there's already a comedy festival here uh, run by uh, Richie T. Stedman from X96, and his is called the Salt Lake Comedy Festival. Um, But the only difference between uh, his festival more just features local talent, and instead we wanted more of, like, a submission only based festival yeah. where anybody could submit anybody could perform you just everyone had a shot yeah exactly yeah. and we wanted to showcase more than just kind of local talent we wanted to bring other comics here and show them that there's a need and want for comedy yeah. in Salt Lake City too you know what I mean so okay, okay. That, um, that's I mean that's kind of the reason why we had to go with like something different than just like calling it a festival yeah but, and carnival sounds it sounds fun. So much cooler. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds way cool. So, uh, have you been working on that? I, I noticed you, you posted something about working on a promo for Yes. The... So, we filmed a promo last Saturday, and it should be up by the end of the week. Oh, um, awesome. We'll, for, we'll afford it to us. Yeah, uh, we we'll totally will. Totally yeah. will. Yeah, it's, uh, it'll just be like a quick 30-second online video, but it's, it's pretty funny. Awesome. So, our whole slogan is uh, no clowns, just comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we basically <laughs> just exclude this clown in the promo from everything. <laughs> it's like that's awesome. He, he can't participate at all. That, that that's way clever. Yeah, and you filmed it all with like local people, right? Yeah, yeah, we just used uh all local comics. We basically there's a Utah stand-up comedy network on Facebook and we just kind of went in there and said, "Hey, whoever wants to come out and help us film." We get, we cast a few people and then just kind of shot it. Yeah. Arthur Arthur Carter's in it. He's really a funny local comic. Really? And uh, Johnny Brandon plays the clown, and he's a uh, hilarious character Johnny actor. Brandon's a wacky he's dude. He's so crazy. <laughs> he's, he's got more balls than I do to ever get on stage and do the things he does. He's so, so funny and so bizarre. Yeah, the stuff that guy, he is a goof. He, So your, your page is on Facebook, right? Yeah, we're on Facebook. Yeah? And uh, what, what's the name it's of the just, page? Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com backslash SLC Comedy Carnival with an E. With an E. Yeah. So, yeah, for those of you, it's SLC Comedy Carnival with an E. 
and uh, it lists it's got everything listed about you know like what's going on the people that are coming uh it's got a lot of the information that you'll need it's it's pretty cool. Are you having you're having Quick Wits, right? They're yeah, Quick Wits is uh, going to do a set as well. What? What's Quick Wits? It's quick. a oh, sorry. You can, it, you can you off. It. No, it's just a they're probably the oldest improv troupe or like foundation mm-hmm. for improv in Utah. Nice. They've been around for like 20, 20 years or so and they've uh, just cycled through tons and tons and tons of actors yeah. and yeah. so uh, is uh, yeah, Bob Bedor, he might be yeah, coming Bob on Bedore. the air. If uh, if uh, we can get the schedule to work, I don't, be I'm not 100 percent on which Quickwits actors are performing, mm-hmm. but uh, we should know very soon. Is Toy Soup performing? Yes, Toy Soup. Will Toy be Soup's there. Yeah, Andrew yeah. Jensen is yeah. uh, the other half of Toy Soup, and they're very funny. Ginger. I work with them on almost every comedy project I cool. can because they are so fun to work with and so easygoing and so so fun to be around. And man, how cool is this? You're just you're getting together all your friends. You're getting together all this talent. And you're just gonna do comedy, like how? That's so cool. I'm Think so about excited it. about. It. Yeah. I am so excited to sit back for five days and watch nothing but live comedy and comedy sketches, and just watch <sighs> what people come up with because, like, there's so many realms you can touch with comedy. And so, what are the the ticket prices again? Oh, that's gonna range. It's gonna be anywhere from like five to probably twenty five dollars. Uh, and then we're going to be selling an all-access pass for, I think, $35, oh, where you okay. buy this all-access pass and you can go to every show if you want. That sounds like a really so, good deal. The only restriction is, uh, obviously, most of the venues, except for one, is 21+. plus. Yeah. So you do have to be an adult, hopefully, yeah. to come, which is something we were kind of pushing for anyways, because we wanted to be able to tell the comedians, do whatever you want. Yeah. You can be clean, you can be dirty, you can do... I, we just want you to do whatever you do yeah do your like, thing no no, no judgment no, no yeah so like the 21 plus thing is something we really wanted to make sure the comedians felt very comfortable like having a baby in the front row is never comfortable <laughs> when you're trying to go into a darker <laughs> having a baby stuff. anywhere is no fun <laughs> oh, boy. oh man so what was it like uh working with doug stanhope oh my god that it, doug stanhope has been a long time like comedy idol of mine and I've opened up for him this was the second time opening up for him I opened for him uh, this last June uh, and it was in front of the most people I've ever performed in front of in one room so it was really nerve-wracking for myself not only to open for because I'm trying to impress the guy yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I love this guy uh, and it's really hard to like kind of play it cool when you're kind of sitting next to him and trying to chat with him or having a cigarette with him but yeah. it's so hard to play it cool and really you just want to be like oh my god yeah <laughs> that's Doug, Doug Stanhope <laughs> that's so weird like how do you even talk to that guy I, I couldn't really like yeah. I am horrible when it comes to like con- confronting my like, you never want to meet that I look up to yeah yeah, I, yeah, it, yeah. and he put on in one of the funniest sets I've ever seen him put on and every time I've seen him I've seen him four times live now and yeah. it's completely different every time really? I don't understand how someone can write that much material in such a short amount of time and every time you see him it's new stuff like, yeah because he does an album every year right I think uh, roughly so. yeah. i think so About yeah. That, yeah if not uh, an album he does some sort of special or yeah. something but um and it was really cool to perform uh with him this last time because it was the, his first time back in salt lake city since he filmed his showtime special and he filmed it here which was a bizarre thing too having Stanhope film is special in Salt Lake. Which yeah, I don't yeah. know how got I don't know how that got arranged, but it, I was ecstatic to have him here to do it. That's so cool. So um who else have you opened for? Uh Sean Rouse. Oh I yeah, tell me about that. Did a spot 
with him. He was great. He's uh, kind of in the Stanhope territory when yeah. it comes to comedy. Uh, one of the weirder comedy stories I have, though, there used to be a place. Uh, it just got barely got torn down uh, downtown. Uh, there was a place called Moe's Neighborhood Grill. Yeah. And we used to do comedy nights there every Sunday for like eight years we did this. Sometimes people would show up. Sometimes people wouldn't show up. But one night there was maybe like eight people there. And Lewis Black walked in. <laughs> like, wow. Lewis Black walked in to Moe's and saw we were doing comedy. And at first, I was like, <laughs> I told my comedy friend Trent, I was like, hey, doesn't that guy look like a skinny Lewis Black? <laughs> and he's like, you're an idiot. That is Lewis Black. And, I was like, Holy. <laughs> and so we, uh, I go over to him and I was like, hey, uh, we're doing comedy. If you wanna, if you wanna go up, you can. And he's like, no, I'm really, he, I, he's like, I didn't know you were doing comedy. I was just, I was in here to get some food. I saw an open sign. I was staying at the Hilton. What? So he just walked over with his manager and they sat down and started eating. And I was like, just staring at him. And then finally he get a, he got up and he came over to me and he was like, Hey, if, uh, if there's a spot, I guess I'll do some time. And so Lewis Black did open mic with us. It was crazy. Wow. How much time did he do? He did like 20 minutes and he just <laughs> rant and raved about how crazy Temple Square is. Like, he, oh, wow. I guess, took a Temple Square tour and was just... <laughs> Not impressed. He was, well, he was, I think he was impressed, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but he just totally, like, did time with us, hung out with us after. Like, it was by far one of the weirdest... That's got to be super Moments weird. of my comedy life, because it was all just coincidence. And mm. I wasn't even thinking of going that night. I almost didn't go, and I'm so glad I didn't miss that night. Yeah. So how long have you been working with the Complex? Uh, I've been working with them for, I think, three years now. I think three. Yeah. I'm going to say three. How long has it been? It has it been around for just three years? I think or? like three or four years they've yeah. been doing uh, comedy there. Uh, just open mics. They do open mic free shows every Tuesday yeah. at 8 p.m. And uh, anybody can go and check them out. 21 and, and up. Yeah, 21 and yeah. up. Uh, but it's also open mic, so if you want to try out comedy, it's a really fun place to try yeah, out Yeah, it's comedy. a nice little room. I like where the stage is set up. Like, yeah, I like, the, the, I like the room specifically, but I also kind of like the comedy like vibe, yeah. like friendships there. Everybody, the scene, everybody yeah. there, like all the comedians there are just kind of like hanging out and chatting. It's it seems so like a tight-knit fun. group. It, like, it's really yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's where you can see lots of people, you know. Uh, like we said, Johnny Brandon, he's there a lot, you mm -hmm. know. Drew Weber, he's there. Yeah. Yeah. I like your countdown on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's – I'm the worst person on Twitter. That's like the only thing I can come up with. <laughs> Just to count down the days. <laughs> 21 days to go. <laughs> I like and it. it's kind of a self-reminding thing of how many days I have left to scramble <laughs> to finish all these, like, open-ended projects. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, stressed out. Oh, maybe. it's it's been a crazy workload, but so um, like what? Are, yeah, what are you doing now? Like you're just trying to figure out like where uh, to put everybody. Or well, I mean the lineups situation? are the lineups are taken care of. Their hotel situations are taken care of. Uh, but basically, I've like I'm not a real savvy guy when it comes to computers, but mm -hmm. I've had to like learn how to update a website, which mm -hmm. I've never ran before, and so it's that's been interesting learning how to use WordPress and whatnot. So, which is something that I'm. <laughs> totally dumb. Like I, I can barely use Twitter, let alone. Well, you got it. You got it. You got it going. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, with the help of a very savvy computer person, they slowly taught me. So, who are some of your favorite comics? Like just in general. Uh, just like, in general. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge. Uh, we already talked about Doug Stanhope, but yeah. uh, Lewis Black was probably the first comedian I ever watched and like really loved. Really? what he was doing. Yeah. Um, uh, Kyle Kinane is a comic that's kind of on the He's up funny. and up right now. Yeah, it's I really like big. him. Yeah. And uh, Hannibal Buress, I've been really into. Lately. Yeah, I listen to a lot of Hannibal Buress. Yeah, out of Chicago, I love oh, Hannibal. He's so good. And then um, 
I don't know. Like, uh, I'm a big sucker for like Steve Martin. Still, yeah. like, I, I love Steve Martin. I love his old stand-up comedy. Steve Martin. That's interesting. Like, cause like a lot of a, uh, a lot of comedians really enjoy Steve Martin, but you never hear like people talk about his comedy. No, and he yeah. doesn't. He hasn't performed like stand-up in probably thirty years. Like, yeah. if he ever did a stand-up tour, I would cry. He, I think. Yeah, he would sell out so fast. But uh, and Louis Louis C.K. Obviously, yeah. like that guy is nothing but gold right now. He could just poo in my hands and I would just totally <laughs> <laughs> just take it. <laughs> All right, Sasha, we got to go to break for a minute. We do. Yep. It's uh, yeah. It's, this is Old Ute Radio with us in studios, Chris Stevenson and Sasha Bloom. <laughs> oh, are we recording? No, I don't believe you. Hey, this is Curtis Ray, your wacky weatherman for ABC Four News. You're listening to KU Radio. The German radio has just announced that Hitler is dead. I repeat that. The German radio has just announced that Hitler is dead. We want one thing. We declare our right on this earth to be a man. To be a human being, to be respected as a human being, to be given the rights of a human being in this society, on this earth, in this day, which we intend to bring into existence by any means necessary. Woo, woo, woo. I'm ABC4 Chief Meteorologist Jim Kosick. While you are not, there's still good news in your future. You're listening to KU. And welcome back to Old Ute Radio. I'm Johnny McKeon. With me in studio is Mr. Sasha Bloom. Hello, world. We both have our guests, Chris Stevensons and Jared Shipley. Jared, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me here. Oh, it's yeah. my pleasure. Thank you. For those of you who don't know, Jared is a local actor and writer. He's a graduate of the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in New York City. He's appeared in the films The Yankles, which is coming, to, which is at Netflix, and he will also be seen in the upcoming film Point B at the Salt Lake City Film Festival on September 29th. That's right. So, dude, man, so tell me a little bit about Point B. Uh, Point B is a movie that uh, was produced uh, locally here by uh, some friends of mine. Uh, it's a feature film, uh, their first, um, that we just uh, we shot last year and are in the process of finishing up, uh, putting the finishing touches on right now. You guys killed it on Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we... Um, we, uh, we we were lucky. We got past the uh, got past the goal. I can't take any credit for that, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, people, uh, you know, I guess people really enjoyed it. They put up a, the you know the couple of teaser trailers. Yeah. On there first, so I guess. Uh, yeah, they're pretty cool little teaser trailers too. So, yeah. so what exactly is Point B? It's uh, it's the story about uh, four graduate uh, university students who are for the last uh, couple years they've been. Uh, kind of putting together and trying to build a clean energy reactor in their basement uh, and one night things go a little uh, <laughs> wrong and it's discovered that the the machine doesn't work as a clean energy reactor but actually works as a uh, sort of rudimentary one directional teleportation machine 
Really? You know, hilarity ensues. <laughs> I've got a clip if you all would like to listen yeah, to Yeah, let's it. hear this clip. Yeah. This is right after the first time that Mark, the main character, has, has gone through and used the machine, and he's grabbed me, his best friend, to come into the basement. And, he, and what happens when you go through this machine is you stand on the pad, and then it basically your body explodes. <laughs> and uh, so the walls are all covered in blood, and and uh, so he's brought me back here to the basement to try to explain what's going on. <laughs> awesome. The anchor point did pretty much exactly what we built it for, except we only ever configured it for output. The cascade effect was still pretty properly harnessed by the sail, but when coupled with the biological material, well, I don't need to tell you, it is incredible. I have never before imagined. Yes. Could you maybe? What happened here exactly? Because it looks like your basement is menstruating. Yeah. Whenever you're ready. I was in the woods. Okay. No, I mean, I was here with the mouse. And then the machine malfunctioned, and then I was in the woods behind the bioengineering department. What mouse? There's mice? Forget the mouse. The mouse is unimportant. What's important is that I was here on the pad, and then I was in the woods. Wait, what? You were on the pad? Yeah. You were on the pad when the machine was on? Yes. Okay, I I realize that I don't possess the same level of expertise as you do regarding the basic operation of this thing, but I'm pretty damn sure just from watching it that if it was even remotely functional, it would have blasted you into cat food. I know we had our little fight earlier, and you're probably still upset, but I'm not gonna fall for your stupid jokes. This is not a joke, Alan. That's enough. What are you doing? You never listen to me. You never have. So I'm just gonna have to show you. What the f Mark? I'm not gonna let you play a game of chicken with a homemade reactor. All right, so so forget it. You win. I'm sorry. You win. Do you know where the fire pit is behind the Anderson? Yeah. Okay, get there. Please, must be. What? Why? This man's part gets a little messy. Well, you've certainly got my attention. <laughs> uh, and I should mention, since Chris is here in the studio with us, his cousin uh, oh, is, yeah. is the DP. Yeah, my cousin and, was the director of photography. Really? Right? And Sean Bagley, the DP and, and co-producer as well. Yeah. So this is uh, this is kind of his baby as well. Wow. I mean, not mine, but my cousin's. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Unless it's good, then it was definitely me. <laughs> you guys go way back, or it seems like you're friendly? Or uh, well, we've known each other through comedy yeah, uh, for I've a while. For like a the reason I had these both these guys on okay, yeah. is because this is an example of the comedy scene right here. Like, you know, your cousin's working on, his cousin's working on your movie. You know, we all, like, we all need to work together and tie together. Oh, you know? totally. The camaraderie between comedians is something really special, you know, and like I don't think a lot of people really realize that. And that's one of the things I love about Salt Lake and the scene out here, you know, is because we're all like we're all working together. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty close knit group. Yeah. I think. I think Definitely. so. Yeah. I mean, most of us. There's a couple. Yeah. Douchebags <laughs> out there. <laughs> so are you you're a comic also. Uh yeah, I'm sort of uh, kind of moving away from that. It's probably a, a smarter business decision. <laughs> 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 yeah. I just, uh, you know, there's, I, I'm, I'm one of those people, like, I have, like, 
four different careers that I'm yeah. interested in, and all four of those careers require like 24 seven sure. dedication. Yeah. yeah, he's also an ebook <laughs> author as well. You want to tell us a little bit about the ebook? Oh, sure. This is a uh, it was just a book that I wrote, a, a novel that I wrote uh, about a year ago, and found there's this really cool new website called JukepopSerials.com, and it's uh, they publish uh, fiction. Uh, you know, chapter by chapter, mm-hmm. kind of like you know they used to do in newspapers and magazines. And stuff yeah. Like so it's in, but it's online and it's you know there's a whole I mean there's just a whole selection of great stuff on there. So um, and yeah, I have a book up there that's been posting for a couple months and and uh, in the next couple of weeks I'll be posting the last chapter so the whole thing will be up available to read. Has anyone ever told you you have a great voice? Oh. Well, thank you. <laughs> like you have an amazing <laughs> voice, sir. You could you could you could be reading books on tape, and I would totally be listening. They didn't tell me that. a little bit, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So tell me about I used the to work. I, it's funny you said I used to work in like a call center thing where I had to relay telephone calls for for deaf and hard of hearing people. Yeah. So that was like my job was to talk <laughs> on the phone and like read script to people all day. Really? Yeah. Huh. It was pretty awful. Yeah, it helped <laughs> you though. Be, <laughs> that would be awkward, I think. Oh, it was really awkward. I, you know, there were meetings set up between two parties that uh, was probably not the most moral of activities. Yeah, you, and you you can't like uh, you you have to tell them what they're saying. Yeah, it's tech uh, jobs like that. They're they're contracted by the government, so technically yeah. it's a government job, and you're you're required by law to read verbatim whatever the <laughs> type <laughs> types. Yeah, and uh, I didn't. I didn't last there very long. I ended up, you know, they have this whole procedure. If you think you have prank calls coming in or, or scams or something, they have this whole procedure. Wait, they have a do. procedure for prank calls. Yeah, <laughs> like suspect, I've gotten through that procedure so yeah, many times. Yeah, if you suspect a prank call, you're supposed to like email a supervisor, and they're supposed to come over, and they'll they'll listen in, and then they'll formally end the call. I didn't. I didn't have any patience for that. Like some guy wrote in. I, I waited for like two minutes for them to type what they're going to say, and it just said. Peanut butter jelly time, all like, over and over <laughs> and over again, like a whole paragraph. Of that I, I don't have any. Pa- I didn't have any patience for it. I just started clicking people <laughs> off and <laughs> cutting them off. I got fired. Peanut butter jelly time. That's awesome. So tell me about the Yankles. Um, the Yankles is another movie I did um, f- about five years ago that was shot here. Um, it was also an independent movie, but they. Um, hit the uh, the festival circuit a couple years ago and were thankfully picked up uh, by Magnolia Films oh, wow. um, to distribute it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Magnolia released it on, on DVD and Blu-ray and, and now it's streaming live on Netflix. Wow. Still. That's so, amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I was in, uh, I went back to the Tower Theater over on yeah. the, a while ago. Oh, I love the Tower. Tower's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and they have all the, these DVDs, you know, to, this, you can rent them and everything. And uh, I went in there a little while ago and saw the ankles on the shelf. Did you rent like, it? Available to rent. Did you rent it? I, I almost did. You almost did? <laughs> <laughs> might be a little... Might not make me look very good. You should point out, like, yeah, that's a, that's me right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is my ID. <laughs> I, oh, I, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't actually rent the movie. Did you put it to the front of the shelf, like, when you walk Yeah. <laughs> just let everyone can see it. So like, why is this movie that starts with Y in the A section? <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. So you went to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. You want to tell me about that, man? Um, yeah. That was uh, that was my schooling, my training. Um, it was a, it's this uh, private school in New York. It's a two year or it was a two year training program. Now now they have a four year uh, bachelor degree program. 
Um, and that was my first, uh, you know, that was my first experience living on my own. It's quite, yeah. it's quite a leap going from the suburbs of Salt Lake to <laughs> New York wow. City. Alone, yeah. 18 years old in New York City. Wow. A lot of fun, though, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was, you know, the most exciting two years of my life. So when did you want to get involved, like... Did you always want to do comedy, or did you always just want to perform? Or I was like always sort of around comedy. When I lived in New York, when I was going to school, I worked uh, in the box office at Caroline's on Broadway, the comedy club there. And, uh, wow. and so they part of part of the deal was I could you know I could work the box office, and then after my shift, I could go down and watch you know like catch the rest of the show. Awesome. But I had been, uh, in you know interested kind of my whole life in like high school. I did. The high school talent show. I went up and did Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> you know that was my talent, quote unquote. Um, and then, uh, but I never really thought about getting up and you know doing it myself until about well, two and a half years ago or so. Caroline I've seen Comedy uh, Club is very famous, isn't it? Isn't that Caroline's? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's that's uh, a big one. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. There's a there's a few, um, you know. There's a few like really big clubs in in. Do you ever New get York, to meet Patrice O'Neill, by chance? No, I saw him perform, yeah. but I didn't. That's I didn't cool. Get to meet him. Yeah, yeah, that's way cool. Just probably the most incredible crowd work I've ever seen in my life. I think the whole show was crowd work. Like, an yeah. hour and a half. Oh yeah, <laughs> I could believe that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'd go on for like thirty minutes before we even like dipped into a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone would be listening. Yeah. 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 yeah pretty incredible. So, uh, who are some of your favorite like comics? Who are some that kind of like, inspire you? Or um, you know, I mentioned Seinfeld earlier. He was kind of my intro to what stand-up comedy was. So, um, I have kind of an affinity for him. I love. Uh, I listen to Lewis Black all the time. <laughs> we were just talking about yeah. Lewis Black. Like, oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> His, yeah, the the End of the Universe album is like one of the most amazing pieces of pieces of co- like comedic commentary that I've ever heard. It's amazing. Awesome. And him and you know guys like Brian Regan or uh, or uh, Jeff Dye, I, I like a lot. Yeah, Jeff Dye's way funny from Last yeah. Comic Standing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, Brian Regan's doing like arena shows now. Yeah, do you see that? Oh yeah, that's like his. Yeah, that's he's his like thing. selling I saw out. Him, I got to see him at, at Caroline's a, you know, a couple of times because he comes. I mean, he would come to Caroline's and just sell out four nights. You know, wow, just pack, yeah. and just pack the house and so. I remember I saw you at Joan Rivers. You were there, weren't you? Yeah, I went yeah. to Joan Rivers. She, yeah. was, she was amazing. It was, right? I have so right? much respect for her. She's taken so much crap over the years. <laughs> yeah. You know, her plastic surgery and yeah. her looks and everything. But her, like, influence on the comedy scene, especially for women, and kind of a, kind of on the feminist movement, in my opinion, too, oh, like yeah. back in the 60s, she was one of the first people to, like, start, like, go on TV and start, you know, complaining about the, the female role, you know, washing dishes and cleaning you know, doing laundry and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I thought that was really brave of her. And then to see her killing it, I don't even know how old she, I don't even think she knows how old she is. I don't is. think she knows either. <laughs> I don't think she wants to know. Yeah. <laughs> and by, you know, if anybody, if you guys saw that, that documentary about her. Yeah, a piece of work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, her work ethic yeah. is, I mean, she's, I mean, her work ethic is more than, more than mine. Yeah. <laughs> <In the> mid- <laughs> 20s. That was a weird story with her because she was with Carson for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And her husband was the producer of the show and he encouraged her to get a new show. It got canned, and he killed himself. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a horror. Yeah, it was. A I didn't know that. Thing yeah. with that. Her, and yeah, her Carson never dad. talked to her again. And she kind of has always been famous, but she never. She got really mad when that company 
wasn't going to let her replace Carson. Yeah, because she used to fill in for him all yeah, the time. All the time, she was. Yeah. There. She was sort of uh, until uh, <coughs> until that first late night war, I guess, when Johnny left. Yeah. She was, and before Jay started, yeah, yeah. Her, she was the go-to co-host. And if she were a man, I guarantee you, she would have. Oh, yeah, totally. She, she yeah. 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 It's just yeah. one surgery away, Joan. It's <laughs> 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 the Tonight Show with John Rivers. <laughs> she might as well commit at this point. <laughs> Everything else has been snipped. Up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I was there, and and, uh, and Keith, who yeah. got on yeah. a couple of weeks ago, was he killed? Yeah, thing. yeah, he. I was. Yeah, he blew me away how good he was, yeah. especially in a theater, because that's that's a whole other arena. Yeah, theaters are are. Uh, I mean, I've never performed yeah, me, in a theater, but I mean, it's just got to be the most intimidating. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It's like it's legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> it's the real oh, deal. Yeah. You have to wear a suit. Like yeah. <laughs> you got to wear a suit. I listen. I heard Stephen Wright talking about you know because he does arenas now too, and just like you know when you have so many people there, it puts it, it, it's intimidating, but it puts you at ease because with you know the percentage of people, there's all there's gonna be people who laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's like, it's easy. Like it should comedy. Should, he was like, comedy should go backwards. Like you should start out. In arenas, and, <laughs> and then work you your know, way up to the bar. Yeah, at the top, yeah. Yeah, at, yeah, at the top of your career, you're performing yeah. in a bar with eight people. Yeah, <laughs> doing crowd work with two people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of them's on their forth. phone. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Just the ultimate nightmare scenario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've oh. been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got any stories? Uh, I did a show up in uh, Idaho Falls at this. Uh, it was like the bar of a hotel. And I was the feature for the headliner, and I did like a half an hour. Some guy in the front row, I mean, was drunk out of his mind, but he, he kept screaming Blues Clues. <laughs> but he wasn't just yelling Blues Clues. He was like doing, it was like Blues Clues, Blues, like the whole so he's like the song. Yeah, and I finally had to stop, and I was like, why are you yelling Blues Clues? And he said, because... He said, because you were talking about getting an education. <laughs> I was like, what does that have to do with anything? He's like, you kind of look like the guy. You kind of look like, like no, the guy. No, no, I don't. No, I, I really don't. I was, wearing a sh- I was wearing a shirt with one stripe on it. I guess that, I guess that qualifies. But he was doing it my, my entire set. That's so funny. Yeah. He was so committed to the Blues Clues. Oh, he was, yeah. I mean, he, I, I doubt he knew he was conscious of where he was. Wow. But, uh, yeah. Gosh, drunk people ruin that's, everything. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's that was the worst that it got, I think, for me. Wow. What was your experience on Kickstart like? Because it's a tremendous honor, I guess, to get the community behind you, and it's you don't get to hear a lot of people on radio or television who've been successful through it. Can you kind of explain the process? And uh, um, I think it, you know, I think it can just kind of depend on the project. I think a lot of it had to do with the video, the pitch, mm-hmm. mm. um, because they made it. You know, it was short and it was funny, and they included part of the, you know, part of the actual end product in there. I think that helps a lot. I can't speak, you know, too intelligently about it because I had nothing to do with putting it, putting the campaign together. Mm-hmm. Um, other and, uh, you know, other than, you know, just kind of telling people or yeah. posting it to. Do you have to pay taxes on that money and all that stuff, or is it kind of a 
Give I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, a, I'm a Jewish boy. Right? Yeah, that's all he's thinking about is the money right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would answer it if I could. If I had any, if I had any control yeah. over the money. Yeah, the dollar signs <laughs> were just gone. Yeah. Actually, if I had any control over the money, I probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> On a train somewhere. Uh, so, um, so you write as well. So, like, do you write just like books, or do you write scripts as yeah, well? Yeah, I wrote. I wrote scripts a lot when I was a little younger, and so and now I'm moving into, like I wrote the a novel, and I'm working on an, on another one, and that's kind of where my focus is right now. In, in that's awesome. Terms. Yeah, it's awesome. You, what do you what do you write about? Do you write comedy, or do you write? Um, it's a it's a uh, uh, a mystery book is what I'm. I'm oh, okay. On. That's what that's what's up on the. I should probably mention the title of the book. Yeah. The, oh yeah, yeah. We should do that. Huh? To do. <laughs> yeah. uh, the book uh, up on Juke Pop is is called uh, The Laugher. <clears throat> it's a uh, it's a, uh, a private eye mystery book, um, kind of like in the in the tradition of the old Raymond Chandler oh, stories. Oh, cool! Uh, you know, Philip. So an old gumshoe. Yeah. yeah, it's it's basically a Raymond Chandler impression, <laughs> um, but it's set in modern day and it's it, it's sort of set around the background of of stand up comedy. Um, oh, okay. So it's a stand up comedy mystery. Yeah, it's a it's it's about a a, a PI <laughs> who's sort of hired to find this comedian who's been flown into Los Angeles to do a to do a show and he goes missing as soon as he gets oh, into cool. Los Angeles and uh, you know and, and then you know he sets out to find him and goes down the vortex of <laughs> of murder and it's like Chinatown meets like stand up comedy yeah, meets, yeah. yeah that's awesome Chinatown that's meets punchline I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there are other, I don't know if there's a lot of stand-up comedy movies hey i'm trying to think of well, yeah man, eh, all that jazz kind of <laughs> a little bit i don't know i'm, I don't I'm reaching there's <laughs> really there's no there's there's movies that are stand-up comedy funny people and there's like movies that are about stand-up comedy but there's never really like a movie funny people about, maybe or yeah funny eh, people eh, that's one of them kind of was that really funny <laughs> <laughs> it was the people were funny kind until of, it got to uh, this weird heartfelt family ending i was so uh, until there was confused. like three movies in one yeah right yeah yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, we're going to go to break real quick. Cool. And uh, when we come back, we'll keep talking some more. This is Brent Hunsaker, ABC4 News. You're listening to KUTE Radio. Welcome back to Old Ute Radio. Like always, you can follow me on Twitter at Johnny McKeon. That's Johnny McKeon, M-C-K-E-O-N. You can follow Sasha at Mr. Underscore Bloom. You can also hit us up on our Facebook page at Old Ute Radio with Johnny McKeon. With me in the studio right now, I have Chris Stevenson and Jared Shipley. So, Jared, how long uh, have you been acting? Like, are you a theater actor? or? Yeah, that's where I, um, what I was trained in. I've been... Well, initially, I, st I started out with film classes when I was uh, 13. So that was 13 years ago um, that I started. And so I started out 
you know, taking private act, uh, lessons uh, for acting for film. And then after high school, went to, to uh, study theater. So what's your process like? Do you try to become someone else or do you try to do how you would act in the moment, kind of like David Mamet style? Or are you more like Stanislavski? Um, it kind of, yeah, it kind of depends on the part. Like if there's somebody who, uh, you know, if it's a part that's a lot closer to who I am, then I try to work like from, more, from a more inside place. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, you know, there's things that, I mean, I, I really like kind of going physically different kind of like you know putting on masks and yeah like so you enjoy I, playing other people yeah metaphor like like I, I did this thing last year for the discovery channel i don't, I don't know when it's going to air but um there's the guys if anybody saw the men who built america it was on history channel um but they shot this other thing last year um with us it was all about the gold rush the 1849 gold rush and I was playing some guy who, you know, becomes a criminal and steals horses <laughs> and stuff. And I just you played uh, a horse thief. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so was that more like your style of character? Or? Yeah, it was a lot. There was a lot. There was a lot of physical stuff, you know, because it's a period costume. I'm covered in dirt, and I have like teeth that are yellow, rotten. And, yeah. You know, and I started doing this thing with my mouth, and I just kind of moved my mouth to the side a little bit. Nice. And I found oh, just like a little thing like that, like really kind of takes me out of it, like just enough to that I don't feel like I'm. You, yeah, like I'm yeah, just being myself. I totally get that. That's that's interesting. Yeah, that's I go to the mouth a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing or or a bad thing, but yeah, my mouth has a lot to do, a lot to do with it. And you're acting in this Point B movie, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I act in it. So, can you tell us just a little bit about the character without spoiling sure, uh, it? Or? I play a character named Alan, who is uh, of the group of four. I am the financier. I put up. Uh, the money to buy all the components to uh, build this this machine, and uh, um, s- and my business partner is uh, his character's name is Mark, uh, and he's played by David Fetzer, who uh, you know is kind of the, the brains behind the operation. So it's the two of us together uh, going into this this venture. Wow. Okay, and uh, when is the date of this movie? Uh, it screens. It's closing the Salt Lake City Film Festival this, this year. Wow. So it will uh, screen on September 29th at the Broadway Center Theater downtown at 7 p.m. Oh, wow, wow. And, uh, tickets go on sale starting Monday, September 2nd. Awesome, awesome. Do you know how much they are? Uh, I don't know what the prices are, mm-hmm. um, They'll, but they'll, those will be released on Monday. Awesome. So if anyone want more information about this movie, where, where could they go? Um, you can go to, there's a Facebook page for Point B, um, and then also uh, the info will be listed on the film festival website, which is slcff.org. Okay, and what's your Twitter handle? Uh, it's just my name, Jared, at Jared Shipley. How do you spell Shipley? S-H-I-P-L-E-Y. Cool. And, uh, and then uh, where's your book available, The Laughter? That's on uh, jukepopserials.com. Awesome. Awesome. Do you okay. have to pay for that? No, it's all free. good. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna read it. Everything's free. I don't like to pay for things, but I will read it. Awesome, man. Awesome. And uh, Chris, where can we contact you? Uh, my Twitter handle is uh, Topher Complains, <laughs> and uh, my Facebook is I think the backslash is comedian Christopher. Yep, and then uh, uh, what is the Facebook page for the Comedy Carnival? Uh, it's facebook.com backslash SLC Comedy Carnival with an E. I don't know why we decided to put an E on it, but we did. 
And then uh, you can find it on Twitter as well at uh, uh, Carnival SLC. Yeah, and uh, we'll be keeping you listeners updated, but for those of you who know, the Comedy Carnival is September 17th through the 21st. There's going to be headliners, Matt Knudsen, Lady to Lady. Both of them are, are major comedians. Uh, Matt Knudsen was on Conan, you know, the late, late show. Lady to Lady, they were on Comedy Central stage. We've got a, a national lineup. We've got the Alien Warrior comedian. He's been seen on Last Comic Standing. We've got a lot of great local guys. We've got uh, Natasha Maurer, who's not a guy, but she's awesome. <laughs> she's so good. <laughs> I felt so bad saying that. Right? I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> Love you, Natasha. we got Andy Farnsworth, Levi Rounds. We've got Brian Pope, who will be coming in next week. We've got Jason Harvey, very funny comedian involved with that sketch group, Glass-Eyed Dog. Uh, Jamie Maxfield. We've got uh, Toy Soup, you know, Quick Wits. It's uh, Jay Whitaker, who was on episode 17. Like, there's a lot of cool talent. And once again, that will be uh, September 17th through the 21st. Um, thanks uh, for coming on, you guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you. your yeah. kindness. This is awesome. So, yeah, we're going to go back to break real quick. And then when we come back, we'll talk about some of the news. Live from the penthouse studios of WWHTZ, the flamethrower. It's a nearly famous, highly outrageous, but never ever contagious. Geek Revolution Radio. Are you tired of commercials and Grandpa's old radio? Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Everyone is a geek about something. Movies, music, sports, sharks, TV shows, comics, you name it, we're talking about it. Listen to Geek Revolution Radio every week at geekrevolutionradio.com or subscribe to our podcast feed in the iTunes store. And that is a scientific fact, huh? Geek Revolution Radio, a proud member of the Bobo Broadcast Network. This is Keith Stubbs, comedian, entrepreneur, actor, and failed radio personality, and you're listening to Old Ute Radio. I meditate, I mean past the point of daydreams, a perfect world in a way seems attainable but stays clean out of reach, a supreme form of speech through thought, as I screech through the knot, flawless earth I'm caught, forgotten moments left behind, faces of death defined by a still heart and no breath the real start. Homeland and hip hop. Now think about the origins of hip-hop in this culture, and also about homeland security, is to see that there are, at the very least, two worlds in America, one of the well-to-do and another of the struggling. 
For if ever there was the absence of homeland security, it is seen in the gritty roots of hip-hop. For the music arises from a generation that feels, with some justice, that they have been betrayed by those who came before them. That they are, at best, tolerated in schools, feared on the streets, and almost inevitably destined for the hellholes of prison. They grew up hungry, hated, and unloved. And this is the psychic fuel that generates the anger that seems endemic in much of the music and poetry. One senses very little hope above the personal goals of wealth to climb above the pit of poverty. In the broader society, the opposite is true. For here, more than any other place on earth, wealth is so widespread and so bountiful that what passes for the middle class in America could pass for the upper class in most of the rest of the world. Their very opulence and relative wealth makes them insecure, and homeland security is a governmental phrase that is as oxymoronic as crazy as, say, military intelligence or the U.S. Department of Justice. They're just words that have very little relationship to reality. Now, do you feel safer now? Do you think you will anytime soon? Do you think duct tape and Kleenex and color codes will make you safer? From death row, this is Mumia Abu-Jamal. There are many governments, business interests, even religious leaders that would like to see me depart this earth. I'll grant them their wish soon enough. But before I do, I wish to make a small contribution, a final gesture of goodwill to the people of this little planet that have given. From whom I have taken so much. Okay, I'll try it, okay? As soon as you're born, they make you feel small By giving you no time instead of it all Till the pain is so big you feel nothing at all A working class hero is something to be A working class hero is something to be
welcome back to Old Ute Radio. I'm Johnny McKeon. With me in studio, Mr. Doom and Gloom, Sasha Bloom himself. How are you doing, man? Well, hello there. <laughs> you can always find me on Twitter at Johnny McKeon, M-C-K-E-O-N. You can find oh, Sasha. He got you 100 ah. Twitter followers, Yes, sir. yes, finally. I've been teetering. I've been teetering at 98.99. I was really hoping you were going to stand idle for another two weeks because I figure it's gonna, the pace I'm going, it'd take me another two weeks to get to 100. You Well, you're you're rising a lot faster than I am. Well, but I'm, you, I'm very aggressive. You, you do a lot more <laughs> Twitter stuff than I do as well. I really need to do more, but it's just Facebook really takes up so much it. of my time. I have a blast with it, but I'm starting to get – because I'm a really – like I have a lot of dirty thoughts in my head <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I have no problem using expletives in my day-to-day language yeah. even with presidential type people. Oh, you say the worst things <laughs> off mic in my life. Like I come back with a black soul. Like I come back with pain in my heart. <laughs> and so you should. <laughs> but I'm but I'm trying to set this standard of being a journalist and upholding myself to the integrity of NPR rules and Pac-12 honor codes and stuff like that. And I'm really wanting to get to follow people that are really dirty, and I'm noticing I shouldn't do that. And, eh, the ethics. Want, make a fake Twitter account. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I should make like a hundred of them and have them just follow me. You could do that. People do do that. I'm sure they do. Uh, that's one thing. That's one way, you know. And then you'd have a hundred followers, <laughs> all with zero tweets. It kind of defeats the purpose of Twitter, really. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be honorable with it. That's like cheating at a video game. There's no point. There's really <laughs> oh, no point. There is. <laughs> Gotta beat the game. And speaking of Twitter, your Twitter handle is Mr. Underscore Bloom. Yes. Let me ask you a question about yeah. that real quick. So many people come up to me and think it's spelled Mr. M I S T E R. Is it does it make sense that it's just M R? Like Yeah. Cause like I was talking to this girl the other day and she goes, Is it M I S T E R? That's the weirdest question I've ever heard. I don't even want you to follow me. Who asks <laughs> questions like that? Like, hold on. Well, first of all, like that just eats up more numbers. Like, yeah. You only get 150 characters. Why would you have it even longer? Why would you spell it phonetically? Like, do people still use that? I don't know. When was the last time they said that? What? You, like, that's weird. That's really weird that she would even think that. I'm doing a new show on Tuesday nights from 5 o'clock to 8 p.m. Right. Tell me about this. With DJ Philasia. She is a uh, psychology student. She's going to get a PhD. So we're going to talk about girl topics and psychology. Oh, she's smart. She's, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. She's way smart. Yeah, she's yeah. brilliant. Oh, that's a good show. I yeah. want to listen. What? I want to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a part of it. <laughs> but it's so fun. Next Tuesday, I'm coming in with a big stack of glamour magazines. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read fun, girly art. Is this going to be available on demand? I think we're going to do it on demand. Please, because I want to download and listen <laughs> to it. Even if you could just record it and send it to me. Yeah, we're going to try to do kind of a sexuality aspect to the show. Dr. Laura style? Yeah, well, but good. But good, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I almost said that, but good. <laughs> but good. See, this is why you we're know, friends. Because she's a gorgeous woman, and so she's always getting male attention. Yeah. I pretty much look like a troll. I should be under a bridge. <laughs> and I get no female attention or gay attention, <laughs> and I'm not gay. So I have a lot to learn from this <laughs> The best of both worlds. <laughs> and I get none of it. <laughs> the two sides yeah. to the coin. <laughs> and I'm old. <laughs> like, I can't go... 
running gaming with these beautiful 20 year old girls I'm yeah. like you old man like cause I want to go to all these parties that I hear yeah. about and I wanna, oh yeah and Crimson Knight all that stuff I can't yeah. go no <laughs> no, no I'm just too can't. old <laughs> yeah. you can barely go to the football game but pick you're someone's dad like someone's dad's here to pick them up <laughs> but I know this is a bit exclusive I think we are going to have a KU barbecue party at my house though nice yeah. nice I think we'll invite you yeah, maybe if I, if I can make an appearance, I will. I'll be signing autographs all week. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be here till Tuesday. <laughs> oh, man, that makes me happy. Like, there's so much cool stuff going on. Okay, so first of all, I just off the top, I just want to apologize for kind of the way things were today. We uh, we got slammed last minute with this uh, awesome charity gig. We were able to raise, what, 600 bucks? $600. Yeah, for, uh, it, it was clipping hairs for... Uh, children with cancer. Yes, children with cancer. A $5 haircut. Uh, I think the sponsor was Sport Clips. Yeah, they Sport Clips. Themselves? Yeah, yeah. Sport Clips came to the University of Utah campus. They and They were some pretty hairstylists yeah. there today. I was very excited about that yeah. talent. Do you know, yeah, and uh, we were able to raise 600 bucks for yeah. kids with cancer. It's, it's awesome, but that's kind of the reason why the show started a little bit late because we had to transition all the equipment and it just kind of yeah, happened. Yeah, everyone at KU decided that they were busy when it was time to close <laughs> up, except yeah. for Johnny and I and uh, DJ Falasia. Yeah, DJ Falasia. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, she's a sweetheart. So and then I can help you out. Yeah. We have, it's the first week back at school. Yeah. Uh, why don't we tell us about yourselves? I'm Sasha Bloom. You're Johnny McKeon. What yeah. do you do? Who are you? What do you do? Oh, wow. Yeah, me in five minutes. Um, I'm Johnny McKeon. I am uh, half Jamaican, half Irish. I guess you could call me biracial. I'm, I'm not really out the closet on that yet, but I will be we soon. We decided you're not mulatto because that's a mix between... That's that's uh, Italian for mule. Yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> we decided that's racist. <laughs> you know, it's what they said on the auction block. It would be my sign that they'd make me wear. You know, it's not a, it's not a fun word. Yeah. We don't call you boy. No. <laughs> we don't call you mister. No. We don't call you John. No. Ugh, I hate the name John. It's Johnny McKeon. Yeah, Johnny McKeon. Funny I, uh, guy, good friend of mine. Yeah. Hard worker. Uh, I'm I'm ADD. I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah. You know, I uh, I've had a pretty good year. You know, I've I've learned a lot. I've uh, I work at ABC. I got a job at ABC. You're on the production. I'm team. on the production crew. It's really cool. My supervisor is the floor director. It's way cool. Like I get to learn all these awesome aspects of the news. You uh, get to broadcast live television yeah. every day. Yeah, I, I yeah. If I'm you see the captions uh, on the news uh, from Thursday through Sunday, that's me. Bingo, bango. <laughs> yeah. So if you're at the bar and you're drunk and you just see the closed captioning running rampant, yeah. call Johnny. Yeah. Tweet him up. Shoot me a text. Say, hey, teleprompter. <laughs> if you Get see it together. A, if you see a shot that's a little off key, call Johnny. Yeah, get call me up. A, get on him. Yeah, and you can tweet <laughs> me at Johnny McKeon, M-C-K-E-O-N. Yeah, I've been doing comedy for uh, two years now. I've done it in many different forms. Uh, I've acted in sketches. I've acted in theater. Like, I've done plays. Like, I've done a lot. And I You're just the love Warner comedy. Warner Brothers script yeah. writing program. Yeah, I placed in the top fifth percentile last year in the Warner Brothers script writing program. I'm looking forward to hearing from them soon to see where I placed this year. Hopefully number one. <laughs> You have a girlfriend that's way too pretty, way too smart. Way her. too out of my league. Yes. I, I, I really hit the jackpot. Since it's football season, you <laughs> outkicked your coverage. Yes. <laughs> Without a doubt, I outkicked my coverage. Beautiful Miss Sarah Isaacson. Yep. She's this incredible person. You can follow her on Twitter at one Swedish fish, or you could find her page at Sarah Isaacson. She, she's the light of my life. She's been amazing to me. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. 
Yeah, and she approved us doing a radio show, which yeah. is even better. Yeah, she let me off the leash <laughs> <laughs> for three hours a week on Wednesdays. Um, Sasha, let's hear about you, man. Sasha, you are the most enig- enigmatic person I've ever met. You are very complicated and complex, but in a good, positive way, I would assume. I, I aspire to be a good... I want to be a human being. Yeah. Like I want to be a human being, and I want to live to be older. Yeah. And uh, I take my life very seriously. I take you take everything pretty seriously. How can you not? Yeah. You know, I, um, I, w- I have a lot of fun, though. Like yeah. I really like to have a good time. And a lot of people think me, oh, my God, he's a creep. He's a gangbanger. He's a tough guy. I'm he's bearded. A, I just got a beard. I'm a journalist. You're a bearded beard. ginger. <laughs> I'm a bearded ginger <laughs> with blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha, yeah, Sasha is a very unique guy. He, uh, We wouldn't have this show if it wasn't for you. You know? Well, I th- I appreciate it. That's um, the truth. I think KU's doing well. I, mm-hmm. I like seeing the direction KU's going. We've had so much change, so many temper tantrums going around. Oh, man. But we're pulling it together under our fearless leader, Will Hatton. Yeah. And, yeah, and our sta- oh, no, and our also our other manager, Ryan Bennett, has yeah. been keeping it together, yeah, too. I, got, I, finally, I got, finally got to see him. I haven't seen him since uh, last semester, before summer. Yeah, he's been slammed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that he has both arms. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried about that surgery. He yeah. just come back with one arm. He, um, yeah, KU, Kate's. He's a one-armed man. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I just want to take this moment to say thank you, KU, for, you know, giving us this opportunity to be able to be heard, you know, uh, across the interwebs. And it's nice. It's. Yeah, we fought tooth and nail, and we're bringing On Demand back. Yeah. And we're excited about that. Yeah, On Demand is coming back. You guys will be able to download everything you hear, and we'll be able to catch you up on the episodes you missed. It's going to be exciting stuff, you know? Like, the station's growing, people. It's growing. It seems like, because I've been training up a lot of people, helping them with their promos and such, and it seems like we have a lot of people that have a real interest in figuring out how to broadcast yeah and not just be on radio but to learn the art of broadcast communication so yeah we'll see how it goes uh the pack the 12 is kicking off tonight oh uh, yes usc is at a uh, hawaii yeah uh you d- or tomorrow sorry usc is at hawaii tomorrow utah state comes into our campus for what we call a good old ass whooping. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. The yep, Utes. Yep. First game of the season. We're playing against Utah State. Yep, going up against quarterback Chucky Keaton. Yeah, they're saying a kid from Logan's a Heisman hopeful. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck <laughs> against our defense. We've got defensive captain Trevor Riley. He's feeling good. I talked to him just on Sunday. His knee is he's doing better. Like he's excited for the game and he's ready to kill it. You know? Mm-hmm. He's such a polite, humble dude too. Like he uh he, he, he wishes the best for Chucky, but just not on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the greatest thing yesterday, uh, or on Monday. So we were boothing yeah. outside of the student unions. And unfortunately, we have different times. Somehow you wanted to show up at 8 in the morning. Yeah. That's about how my schedule could work. <laughs> Good for you. That's how I can fit it. <laughs> That's dedication. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, there was this young man who appeared to have handicap issues. Yeah. And he had a football. And somehow he was able to pick out six Utah football players, and they were all signing the football for him. Really? You know, when they were walking to classes with their bags on, and you know, they took time out of their day to sign a handicapped kid's uh, football. And I thought that it brought a smile to my face. Just That's a nice moment. Yeah, I, I almost cried. 
Yeah, I could see you crying. Like, you cry a lot, though. I was so. like, how could they allow me to sign the football? I don't want to be famous, damn it. Yeah, I could sign it. I could write doom and gloom. Yeah. Doom and gloom, gumshoe bloom, hello. Oh, awesome, gumshoe bloom. I forgot, we got to... Yeah. So, so, people... KU's changing, the show's changing, we're growing, like we're, we're, Sasha and I have made a solemn vow to bring you the best content we possibly can bring. You're going to see a lot of awesome, amazing changes coming to uh, Old Ute Radio. And one thing, see, I work for the Pac-12 Network, and I've been told that I might be able to get tickets to certain events, especially awesome. basketball and gymnastics. Football's a bit tough because they sell so quickly. Yeah. But I really want to get interaction with students on Twitter. I want you all to come in and call us. I want you to bang on our glass and say hello. And uh, I really want this to make an inc- this as an inclusive experience as possible with all of our mighty fine listeners. Yeah. So if we'll, we'll start plugging out the phone number once we figure out exactly what's going on with our phone line. Yeah. But bang us up on Twitter if you got song. You know, I we got a great catalog of music. I'll play your music even if it's Justin Bieber. Hmm. So yeah, I, he's come around. <laughs> <laughs> come around. <laughs> I'm a big Miley Cyrus fan now. I've decided that. <laughs> I was blown away with her oh my act of uh, quality beauty that she did at the VMA Awards. So. That that was just a mess. That's just where it's just like. How bad do you want to be famous? You know what I mean? Like, damn. Did you see the picture damn. going around where they're comparing her backside to a raw chicken? No. Okay, I'll pull it up for you. Ugh. It's beautiful. I When I look at her, I just think, oh, dear. Like, how much more money do you need? You know she's worth $150 million. Without her dad's money. Yeah, that's her money. <laughs> yeah. Her net worth is $150 That's more than Jennifer Aniston. That's more than Robin Williams. Well, she's talented, sir. That's almost Bieber money. That's really close to how much Bieber's worth. He's like He's got like $10 million more. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Why? Well, how could you be worth $150 million and you're dancing around in your underwear shaking something you don't have? Like hey, I, uh, I thought she was the best... Uh, Porker I've ever seen, sir. And then Robin Thicke comes walking <laughs> out in his Beetlejuice costume, like. So is he? Re- he's the son of Alan, Alan Thicke Thic, yes. from Growing Pains. Yes. <laughs> Alan Thicke. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad he's not trying to be a rapper because he would have yeah. no street cred whatsoever. I loved his Illuminati suit he was wearing, though. The uh, Beetlejuice suit. Yeah. yeah. That that that's. Uh, Who told him that was a good idea? <laughs> I did. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what oh. I was thinking about the whole time when I was watching that show. I was like, who's directing this? Yeah. Who? Because all the colors were white and reds. You know, I've been harping on this for years. I'll mm. wait till the football season starts and I see these god-awful red and white uniforms. It just, they're not, the. Uh, you could see all the shadows on his pant legs. You could yeah. see all the shadows on the, da- do you know anything about those teddy bears that were on that show? That was creepy. Like the I, furries. Y- yeah. Her last music video had a bunch of furries in it as well. I actually wrote her. Uh, I wrote my final essay for my gender communication class on that music video. Did they throw you out of class for that? Uh, no, class ended abruptly, <laughs> though. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the professor kind of hurried as he walked past me. I still haven't got the paper back. Maybe I should, maybe I should find him now that it's a, a new semester. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and it's um, this is exciting because I mean, this new semester marks a huge transition in both our lives. We're we're on our way out, Sasha. And on our way out. Yeah. I just got a very nice letter from the University of Utah. Really, kind of my first one. Yeah. Saying that they congratulated me on graduating and yeah. 
that they want me to get into a master's program in communication. And uh, I didn't reply. <laughs> Crumbled it up, threw it up. <laughs> it's like, oh, work for free again. Yeah. No, sir. I only work for free at KU Radio. Yeah, and it's a, it's a great place to work. Seriously, if you guys are interested in getting involved, you can, you can find all the info you need at KUradio.org. <laughs> KUradio.org. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's where you want to go. I mean, you guys could be doing this right now, and honestly – We'll train you up. We have one of the best systems money can buy now. We just we've been upgrading the studio. That's kind of why we weren't here last week. Yeah, we have a better board than Simmons Media. We have mm. yeah. Mean, we've got the technology. You know, we've got the money now. We just have to rebuild it. <laughs> Kute. <laughs> yeah. And we got a lot of new DJs. It's gonna be a good time, as they say. We're expanding. We're growing. And we loved you. We'd love to hear your feedback. And you just gotta let us know what you think. You know. So, are you a football fan? Yes, huge football fan. Are you a college or? Uh, uh, I like f- professional football. I'm not a big f- fan of college. I support the Utes. I'm a Utes fan. You know. You think they're going to do well this year? Uh, I think they're going to. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I can't imagine them doing much worse than how they did last season. Where were so. they? I know I was. It was at- like five and six or something. Yeah, like it was. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm hoping for a winning season. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, our new quarterback. He looks awesome. Well, Travis guy. Wilson? Yeah, he was there last year. Yeah. He yeah, was but the unanimous uh, team captain vote. I think yeah. he got 100% of the votes. Yeah. Well, I know, but I'm excited to see him, you know, with his second year. I think he's going to do really well. He's tall. He's got a good arm. I'm excited, you know. I mean, we've got Drez Anderson. He's replacing Reggie Dunn. Drez is quick dude, like, so that'll be cool to see, you know, see what he can do. Did uh, Reggie Dunn get picked up by anyone? Yeah, he got picked up by... I want to say Seattle. No, Pittsburgh. But he made, he made a team. Yeah, he yeah. Made, he survived roster cuts. Yeah, here, I could I could look it up real quick sure. if you give me a minute. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm uh, very nervous for uh, this football season. Yeah? Well, I'm going to be on a camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah explain that a little. Explain, kind of explain the Pac-12 thing. So, I got hired by the Pac-12 um, for... All the games on campus. Oh, oh! Before I begin, Reggie dra- uh, Reggie Dunn was undrafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he was signed as an undrafted that's free agent. Good for. I was worried about it because he's such a little guy. Yeah, he's only five ten. So he'll probably just be a punt returner. That's what they're probably just having yeah. to do that. So anyway, so yeah, talk about this Pac-12 thing because this is really cool. So I'll be a camera guy. Uh, I think that they want to develop me into a position of monitoring crews and doing stuff like yeah. that. Um, but it's it's the quality of talent I get to work with, which is really exciting. I mean, most of our cameramen have done Olympics. Yeah. All of them do Pan American games. They, Most of them do Major League Baseball games. They all are in and out of the jazz arenas and NBA arenas. Several of them have done the NCAA tournament. Most of them work for the Golf Network. And they're just it's so much fun and working in a live sport environment is great i get to take pictures of the cheerleaders and they <laughs> and it's okay <laughs> and you, it's you okay. can film the cheerleaders <laughs> and not get in trouble <laughs> I can walk into their locker room and say hello <laughs> oh sasha <laughs> and, uh, but there's a lot of ex- thing big things um that they want me to do they want me to be interactive with the you they want me to do interviews they just want me to have fun and be a great part of the team and work hard. And there's a lot of places I could work, and I'm, 
I uh, am really excited to work with the Pac-12, and I'll be working with ESPN this year on their production trucks, and that's still a little sketchy. I don't really know what I'll be doing there. Mm -hmm. Mostly utility, which is basically building cameras, fixing cables if they need to be done, lining cables, helping with audio issues. How did you get started with the Pac-12? So they came to the University of Utah last year, right about this time. Mm -hmm. They did a big conference in the Linko building, the communication building, and I think 35 or 40 yeah, about kids that. came. I, I, I was included in that yeah. group. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. So what they said was, we want all of you to have the opportunity to come for a day and shadow, and then you're done. Yeah. You know, just see how it kind of goes. And so the first day I show up, it's pounding rain for about six hours. Lucky me, I always keep a rain suit in my... Uh, <laughs> you keep a poncho in yeah, your car? I do. You keep a knife, duct tape, poncho, <laughs> shovel. Fishing hooks, <laughs> cord of oil, <laughs> bottle Emergency of flares, fireworks, <laughs> granola bars. I like the ones with the chocolate chips. <laughs> a little bag of Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> you know. Oh, man. And so, you know, basically, they were only interested in having me watch them set up. And I'm not a guy that likes to watch people no. work. No. Uh, I'd rather work harder than them. Yep. So I just started working hard and working hard in the middle of the rain. And the head engineer was like, well, I was like, when are you guys working again? He goes, oh, we'll be here Thursday. I said, I'll see you then. He goes, great. We'd love to have you. And then on Thursday, I go, when's your next game? Saturday. Oh, I'll see you then. Mind you, I worked all these for free. Yep. And, er and like early sometimes too, right? Oh, well, yeah. So if there's a four o'clock game, your call time's 630 in the morning. Yep. I was there. I'd be here at 5.30 sitting in my car doing homework yeah. you know, in the, with my little light on. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I never left. Um, and they stopped people. They stopped calling kids into Shadow because the Pac-12 wanted me. And it was unique because they have, a, they have a... I forget the name of the word that they have, but basically they liked me because I wasn't a 20-year-old student. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And You're a prime candidate. Yeah. You're the right age. You know, you got the right look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they like that prison look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just worked out, and I worked really hard. And the most important thing you kids can do when you have your internships or you get young jobs is don't hide. Don't yeah. be afraid to be who you are. Don't be a jerk, but if you see issues that are wrong – Either fix them yourself or tell people that there's a problem. Let them know. You know, when I was in the newsroom at ABC, I'm sure they're grateful I'm not there now because as soon as the show is over, I'd be boom, right into the director's room. Hey, yeah. this is going on. This is going on. Why is it like this? And, um, you know. Th that's what gets you ahead, though, is participating, contributing, being on point. Well, you know, I'm lucky that I'm in media and yeah. it takes a team to produce something. And I don't believe that, you know, the head producer is better than anyone on his staff. He might and she might think they're better, but they're not mm -hmm. because they're so busy trying to do what they do. They completely forget or they've never had the other jobs to see what it goes in. And that's the greatest thing about working in engineering is you really understand from the power bill what it takes to get a production going. And, yeah. you know, I really... I really hope one day that I get to get my goals, which is being a producer, a director in uh, television and cinema. So yeah. We'll see. I'll get there. Awesome. So it's uh, 420 right now. 
Oh, somewhere in the world, it's always 420, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wondering if you wanted to close out the show with a little bit of news. We can do some news. Do you want to do some news? Yeah. I got a great new intro for us. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. Under the bottom. <laughs> we have wanted this for how long? <laughs> so long. And we finally have one. Yes. So that oh. was uh, that was, that was uh, 150 years of different technology going on there. Yeah. <laughs> and it took us six months to finally get one. <laughs> we're, we're what? We're, what are we? 32 episode 32 now. Three. Wow, 33. Yeah, with two missing days, vacation days. Two vacation days and two lost episodes. Yeah, I think yeah. we have two lost. Yeah. Not our fault. Yeah, it happens, you Blame know. the suits. Yeah. <laughs> e, you're a suit E. <laughs> so, yeah, what do you got for news? All right. uh, should, we, should we play the logo? Should we play the intro? I no, would, I'm just kidding. I'm oh, just kidding. No, 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 I'd love to. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> This is Johnny here. <laughs> it's probably a little too long right yeah. there. I should probably bring it in a little bit. All right, all right, let's get to this. Okay, all the right. news. <laughs> <laughs> the Obama administration tried to bolster its case Tuesday for a possible military action against Syria within days, with intelligence agencies preparing to release intercepted communications aimed at proving... Uh, Bashar Assad penetrated a large-scale chemical weapons attack on civilians. There is no doubt who is responsible for this heinous use of chemical weapons in Syria, this Syrian regime Vice President Joe Biden said. The U.S. and international partners, partners were unlikely to undertake military action before Thursday. Yeah, it looks like America wants to go back to war, sir. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's terrifying, the idea of it. I mean, it's never going to end, is it? No. I'm, my son has not lived a day on planet Earth without his country being in war. Wow. And uh, the sad thing is you're going to start seeing students leave our campus to go uh, fight, fight for us. Yeah. But, you know, they're using chemical weapons. And there's nothing more atrocious than that. I mean, yeah, a thousand, yeah, like a lot of civilians have been killed. It's genocide over there. Yeah. There's been hundreds of thousands of people that are dead. So is Obama, do you think it's we're going to go to war with them? or? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Rolling Stone's article on Aaron Hernandez alleges he was a heavy user of the drug PCP or Angel Dust by Frank Schwab of Shutdown Corner. We're not done learning all this sordid details about Aaron Hernandez's life off the field, and we're still months from his tr murder trial. It's almost incomprehensible that Hernandez was an NFL star, blending in the New England Patriots based on what his been alleged about his life since he was arrested and charged with first-degree murder on June 26. Rolling Stones has the latest article investigating Hernandez's life, including the explosive allegation that he was a heavy user of the drug PCP, also known as Angel Dust. Angel Dust makes you super paranoid. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Uh, yeah. How do you become a professional athlete on PCP? PCP, it's energy. It's 
I don't know how he passed all the drug tests with it. Sounds like he was just ready for a meltdown, you know? He might have just been self-destructing the entire time, you know? Well, here's an interesting thing. Rolling Stone claims Hernandez surrounded himself with a cohort of gangsters and cut himself off from family and teammates. Both of his parents had criminal records that Hernandez's mom, Terry, was cheating on Hernandez's father with a violent drug dealer. And after Hernandez's father died, the drug dealer moved into the house with Terry and Aaron Hernandez. And that Hernandez's college coach, Urban Mayer, here's the word, may have helped failed drug tests and two violent incidents with Hernandez at the University of Florida. Wow. So that's a weird word to use in journalism, may have, because it's... Accusatory? or Well, it... It factually, it doesn't make sense. It's a hypothetical concept. So, yeah, you're putting an allegation on Urban Meyer saying that he uh, helped him pass two failed drug tests and got him out of two violent incidents, one which they believe to be a murder. Yeah. A drive-by murder. Didn't Riley, didn't Riley Cooper and Tim Tebow play on the same team? Yeah, there's yeah. a great photo of the three of them playing catch together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a priest, a racist, and a murderer yeah. walked, <laughs> walked into a bar. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is, is kind of has to deal with me. As we know on Twitter, there's pictures of me with bear spray. Yes. It's also well understood on this campus that I live in Sandy, Utah. Uh, by Aaron Alberti, Salt Lake Tribune. Man charged with injuring woman, her children, with bear spray. A Riverton man is accused of spraying a can of bear spray at a woman's face, causing chemical reaction that required medical care for her and her two children. In charges filed Thursday, police wrote that a man was in the victim's home in Sandy on August 24th when he punched the woman in the face. The man then pulled out a can of bear spray, held the bottle within a couple of inches of the victim's face, and sprayed her, her face. The woman's face was colored orange-red when police spoke with her. Her face, eyes, arms, and chest were swollen from the chemical investigators wrote. Her children also required medical care. Investigators did not describe their ages or injuries. Police found the man and his girlfriend in a nearby building. They smelled a bear spray, investigators wrote. <laughs> they smelled a bear spray. <laughs> the man was charged with aggravated assault, possession of a dangerous weapon by a restricted person, and tampering with witnesses. So if you if you uh, are in the court system, you can't own bear spray. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew that doom and gloom had a, <laughs> had a weapon? Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe it. Like, you're carrying I'm around a, a weapon we in your car. I'm a weapon-free guy. You couldn't even return it. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But it was not me using my bear spray. Do you still have it? Yeah. You didn't sell it? Where am I gonna sell it? I don't know. <laughs> Is there a bear spray hotline? How? So yeah, you, the reason he bought the bear spray just. <laughs> all you listeners out there yeah. is because we were going to Montana to shoot a documentary for PBS and they said you know bring bear spray there's bears no bears <laughs> no bears. nowhere around not even remotely close no JR almost saw a moose like he tried to get footage of a moose but then the moose saw him so he had to hide from the moose <laughs> really yeah oh I would have loved it if he got charged by a moose <laughs> mooses are scary <laughs> <man>. <laughs> it's not a bull not I don't a think matador. It's not, he's not a matador I don't know if, I don't know if you could dodge a moose because they got the, the the horns are huge. Well, if you wear a cape, you can dodge anything. <laughs> I think I'm gonna buy a cape. Yeah. Start wearing a cape. On you, cape. You've been leaning towards getting a cape. I'm I, I'm a big fan. I mean, there's an availability of men with capes since uh, Jesse Jackson Jr. is in prison now. Yeah. So, so what do you got? Patrice O'Neill, unreleased, is now available by Brad Ford Evans. 
A new posthumous. Humius? How do you say that? Posthumous? Posthumous? Posthumous. Posthumous? Post posthumous. That's how I've heard it. Post humious? Are you serious? Can you read? <laughs> what? <laughs> don't tell anyone you graduated from here. Don't 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 you don't you sully this organization's with your tomfoolery. <laughs> don't you dare tell anyone you graduated from the U. Damn it, and I can't read. <laughs> don't you dare tell them that you went to the U. Post posthumous. 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 I can see that. <laughs> yeah, it's for it's for after you've died. Yeah, yeah it's posthumous. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Your stupidity angers me. <laughs> it angers me. Yeah, I, I don't like, see why I'm doom and gloomy towards you. I'm enraged. <laughs> you should be. Learn to read, dummy. <laughs> don't take your <laughs> your illiteracy out on me, <laughs> jerk. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so please, uh, posthumous. Yeah, a posthumous <laughs> album from late great stand-up Patrice O'Neill came out this week, aptly titled Unreleased. Its full-length album compiled from unheard bits of O'Neill performed at the DC Improv. If you want to pick up Unreleased, head on over to the official website or wait until October 1st for the release of the hard copy version of the album, which contains an exclusive track. You can't be yawning when I'm reading the news. You can't crinkle up the paper. Why not? (laughs) Transgender woman dies after beating in front of NYPD precinct by Matthew Flesher of TakePart.com. Eislin Nettles was out in New York City with friends when a group of young men approached her, learned she was a transgender woman, and began taunting and maliciously beating her right in front of a police precinct in Harlem. When can you beat up people in front of a police station? Apparently in Harlem. <laughs> now, transgender woman, so that's a... Yeah, it doesn't make sense grammatically. Yeah, I don't understand that. that so. yeah, it, it's, yeah. That's one of the reasons why I was interested in this argument, because the header is wrong. Yeah. You just would say a transgendered person. Yeah, you can't say transgender woman. No. That's too confusing. No. So is that a woman being a man, or is that a man being a woman? Well, I'll have to get, I don't remember anymore. Yeah. Uh, the fashion student was... Delicate features was punched in the face, knocked to the ground, beaten until she lost consciousness. And you wouldn't refer to her as she either. Yeah. You would say they. Yeah. Um, lost consciousness on the night of August 16th. They were calling her names, which I won't read. They were calling her he, she, she, male, things of that nature. Eastland Nettles was born uh, Vaughn Nettles, fell into a coma when she would never wake up from. She died Thursday after being taken off life. That's a shame. Yep. That's a shame. Beaten in front of a police station. Mm-hmm. That's the weird. That's the weirdest. You'd think the police would hear that. Yeah. And they got surveillance cameras everywhere. I don't know what's going on. I've been hearing weird. I've been hearing different stories about New York and the police department. The death of Nettles may strike some as a tragic but otherwise freak incident for a progressive city like New York, one of the birthplaces of modern LGBT rights movement. Yeah. Statistics show, however, that isn't the case. The world may be outraged over Russian anti-gay atrocities, but according to the NY, according to the NYPD, anti-LGBT bias crimes have nearly doubled since this time last year here in New York City, from 13 to 22, according to NYP, NYPD's most recent report on the issue. I, I can't tell if that's murder or if that's just uh, beatings, because I'd imagine that 22 is a low number. Mm. Um. I don't think people should be shocked at the death of Nettles, says Shelby Chestnut, co-director of the Organizing and Public Advocacy for New York's Anti-Violence Project. This happens more regularly than the media reports. 
We see this type of violence all the time. So I don't understand where that number comes from. This article, okay. who wrote this? Oh, yeah, should we call that out? Yeah. Uh, it's Matthew Flesher from TakePart.com. So there's a lot of inaccuracies with this article. Yeah. It's hard to really... Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of the point is, like, when you're writing stuff, it's really hard to connect if there's so many problems. Mm -hmm. The level of communication just falls apart. Sure does. It really does. It, it's very hard to write a good article, too. I think it's... I think it's the hardest job in journalism, I in media, is writing for a newspaper or now a blog site. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I could do it consistently day to day. Like there's this guy named... Sarah does it every day for St. George News. Yeah. It's a tough job. 14,000 views on her last article. Ooh. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I got 57 Twitter followers. Ooh. <laughs> not <laughs> <yet>. Hold on. <laughs> well, yeah. Slow down. <laughs> hey. <laughs> There's this guy named Bob Sims for the Tribune. He'll write eight articles a day. Wow. Right? Yeah. Facebook. Governments demand data on 38,000 users by Matt Apuzo. Government agents in 74 countries demanded information on about 38,000 Facebook users in the first half of this year, with about half the orders coming from authorities in the United States, the company said Tuesday. The social networking giant is the latest technology company to release figures on how often governments seek information about its customers. Microsoft and Google have done the same. As with other companies, it's hard to discern much from Facebook's data besides the fact that as users around the globe flock to the world's largest social network, police and intelligence agencies followed. You, you surprised? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised not more people. 38,000? You know, I figured it. I don't know why they just don't have everyone by now. Facebook? I've always been suspicious. Here's the weird thing I feel. I always assumed that the government was watching our stuff. Right. I thought, like, with the Patriot Act, I thought that was a part of it, you know? So since day one on social media, I've always assumed the government's watching. Yeah. And now to have it confirmed and have everyone be so upset, that scares me. Because I thought, you know, this whole time I thought that they were watching. That's why I'm very, you know, particular with my Facebook. Like, I had no clue that people didn't know that this was happening. The m since I have a roommate roommate the moment i leave my bedroom i assume i'm being filmed yeah that's how i live my life yeah and you know i act accordingly i don't get filming involved. you right now yes you are yeah. <laughs> 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 Yuck. get away from me creep um i was wondering if i could read a story real quick if, oh please if, am i throwing off your rhythm no i'm sorry hold on a second yeah go ahead <laughs> it's your news time all right all right According to newsforay.com, Starbucks fires employee on food stamps for eating a sandwich <laughs> from the garbage. Last Monday, 21-year-old barista Colson Loptman says he was fired from a downtown Seattle Starbucks where he'd worked for more than a year. The reason? He ate a sandwich that had been thrown away. Really. Like most cafes, the coffee giant gets rid of food that has expired. They donate what they can and toss the more perishable items. Lopman, who says he couldn't get enough hours to pay his bills and survives partly on food stamps, explains, I hadn't eaten all day and I was on a seven-hour shift. A coworker had just marked some breakfast sandwiches out of stock and he figured no one would mind if he grabbed one of the plastic-wrapped sausage sandwiches out of the trash can. But Starbucks did mind. According to Lopman, his manager sat him down a week later and told him she found out about the sandwich and contacted HR. They considered it stealing, and it's against policy. So I'm sorry, but I have to terminate you. She fired him on the spot. I hope she gets fired. And, I, I mean, you know what? Like, 
aside from the obvious of being fired for eating trash is ridiculous, this is just another nail in the coffin towards like creating this new like you've heard about the new initiative to push minimum wage up to fifteen dollars an hour. Not in this state, but yeah. Yeah, but in Seattle they're trying to push that and they've been doing walkouts, they've been doing protests, they've been organizing a ton of stuff. Yeah. And this is just an example of why it needs to be raised. This dude's eating out the garbage because he can't pay his bills. Yeah, if you make 10 bucks an hour in the state of Utah and work 40 hours a week, you're still at the poverty line. Yeah. And employers are dismayed when you walk away from them. Yeah. And almost, almost runningly walk away even though you love working there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's ridiculous. First of all, like, I know... Why isn't he getting fed at his job? Why can't they? Uh, he doesn't even get stingy. a discount. Like, because that's ridiculous. they're greedy and they're stingy. And these corporations don't even feed us food in the first place. That Their turkey meats have yeah. the sodium levels that are outrageous. The, the trace 50% of, of our daily value. And our yeah. daily value is already way the too high. The trace of a real animal turkey in your turkey sandwich from one of those places is not there. Yeah, it's hard to get healthy food. But, I mean, what do you think about getting fired for eating a, an expired sandwich? Makes do, sense. I mean, it's, I could see it as being stealing, but it's the soul of the human being that went to HR, and it's the HR slime that went through with the firing. How humiliating to be fired for eating out of a trash can. Yeah. That's such a sad... Especially with how well Starbucks is doing. Yeah. How well? How, how, like, how gigantic Well, no, Starbucks they're, they're doing is. better. They, this past fiscal quarter was their highest ever in human history, or wow. world history. And it has to do with them re-logoing. Yeah. Their new logo is awesome. Is it? Oh, I just haven't even seen it. Brilliant for, for what that is. Yeah. <laughs> for coffee? <laughs> well, for someone that enjoys that aspect of commercialization, um, I think it's a brilliant logo. It's in the thirds. It's beautifully colored. It's well-drawn. It's simple. Yeah. It works. These 12 banned hashtags tell us what Instagram is afraid of becoming. Awesome. Let's hear it. Instagram has blocked a large number of hashtags, the keywords people use with hashtags as a prefix to make their images more searchable. And unsurprisingly, most of them are obscenities. Uh, Instagram has a large list of hashtags. Wait, wait, hold on. Can you read these on air? Uh, yeah. So okay. <laughs> here's an example of Instagram blocks. Hashtag sex. Um, hashtag... <laughs> you can't read these out loud, can you? <laughs> uh, thinspo, hashtag thin, which is used to promote eating disorders. Um, hashtag white power is banned. Oh, surprising. Um, really? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> no clue. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> hashtag popular. Instagram has also banned searches for the terms that might be used by people trying to game the system. Hashtag popular. That's so generic. <laughs> <laughs> That's super meta. That's that sh- hilarious. That should be my new t- <laughs> Hashtag popular. In case you didn't know, it's all going on over here. <laughs> um, hashtag duck dynasty bitch. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a good one. You can't. Why can't you use that one? Because I don't think the people with duck dynasty <laughs> like that. Um, hashtag fu Hitler. You can't use. Really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know Hitler was so sensitive on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag the sex pistols. What? 
Yeah. They must actually mean a sex pistol of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag beauty and the sex. You can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Who is using these? Ha- okay, hold on. People were using these hashtags enough that they became a legitimate Wait. source of hashtag and now they're banned? Yeah. Who would say, <laughs> who would write the beauty and the sex? What What tweets? I, I mean, I got to look up that hashtag, see what popped up under that. But keep um, going. Hashtag iPhone. Well, that's weird. Hashtag iPhone 4S you cannot use. However, you can use, use hashtag 5. Hmm. I guess it's probably because it's not out. Hashtag 5. <laughs> the number 5 or just iPhone 5? Well, I guess it would be hashtag iPhone 5, yeah. You can still use that. But hmm. I bet when the phone drops, you, wait, they have the 5 out now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Oh, you're not allowed to use the iPhone for us because it's no longer around? Is that it? I have a 4. Do, do you think Apple... Yeah, I know, but do you think <laughs> Apple paid for that? They're like, don't do this anymore. I don't... What do you... Th- so, on Twitter... It's suspicious. All of this is suspect to me. On Twitter, you're allowed to do whatever you want. Yeah. Right? You can text, yeah. you can selfie, you yeah. can do all that stuff. But on... Uh, yeah, unless Facebook. you're Anthony Weiner. But yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that ONA released that picture. <laughs> uh... But if Instagram's owned by Facebook, yep, by Zuckerberg, yep, right? and he has a no nudity, no obscenity yep. clause because he wants to be family yep. clean above the board. Yeah. Okay, so that's why he's got all this stuff. Uh, Is this why he made hashtags? Hashtags work on Facebook now. Did you know that? No, it's smart though. Yeah. Can you connect between all f- six of them? I, uh, that I don't know. Maybe. You can click on it like a normal hashtag. DJ Felasia was teaching me last night about the new app. Uh, Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. She was saying that that's how everybody sex these days. Yeah, they do. So uh, your show sounds really interesting. <laughs> I really wish I could have heard it last night. Yeah. Um. You know, we'll get there. Yeah, definitely. I want to hear it next week. It's uh. What, what's the day again? Tuesday from five to eight p.m. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I think next week we're gonna have a. Because her music stinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> says, says our show. <laughs> our show's not known for the music, Sasha. Yeah, yeah, it says, says old, old guy, guy radio. Even though everyone was bobbing their head to her music today, and I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. So I think we're going to have a dueling DJ session next nice, week. Nice. I'm glad to see you branching out. That sounds like a fun I'm show. Trying to. I'm, I'm lonely. I don't have anything to do anymore. I'd love to call in sometime. We'd love to have you call in. Yeah, I'd totally call in. I could talk about my problems. I got lots of problems. If there's one thing I have, it's lots of mental illness around well, me. Well, hold on a second. Let's get you reclined. We have six minutes. <laughs> Go ahead. About what? <laughs> you said you got problems. Well, no, yeah, on, on the psychology show. All right. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. Let's just let's just put a teaser. I'm going to talk about hoarding. Talk about family. I'm going to talk about shoes that don't fit right. I'm going to talk about short socks that are black that, that seem to always be missing in my washer. <laughs> I'm going to talk about how toothpaste gets crusted on the tip of the toothpaste. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the hazards of mouthwash. I'm going to talk I about... I think we should have a discussion with you trying to get comment off of a rug. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's still there. I haven't got it off. <laughs> I haven't got it off. I don't know what to do with it. Do I throw it in the washer? Will that ruin my washing machine? Do I smack it? It's still there. How do you get Comet out of a rug? Vacuum cleaner. That'll ruin the vacuum. Why? I don't know. It just seems like it would. <laughs> no, it's Comet. It's just bleach. Just bleach. You could just snort bleach. It. Just no, you couldn't. Why? 
No, yeah, you could, but it would hurt. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be good. Well, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if you snorted comments. I'm not surprised that by anything you do. I'm surprised by the normal things you do. Like, <laughs> what are the normal things I do? You're you're a responsible grown-up adult, yet you look nothing like that. You have your your stuff together better than anyone I know, and you do not look like you do. You look like you're auditioning for ZZ Top. Like you, your beard is so epic. Is that picture of me in the engineering still up? I think so. Uh, Sasquatch. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sasha, Sasha used to have my job at ABC mm-hmm. until you know they they moved on to a better candidate, and it's fine. Yes, they did. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was completely unqualified. For Sasha, Sasha, it's totally your world. I'm a. Uh, hey, I'm just living in it, bud. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I want to thank you so much for getting me that job. By the way, I I'm proud that you took it. I'm because I reached out to a bunch of people, and a lot of people didn't want to do it because they don't pay a lot. Yeah, but it's not about the money when you're there, though. No, it's about no, the experience. No. It really is. There's no better job than working in a newsroom. Like, I miss it every day. Well, like, let, really let's do. be honest. I don't really work for money, <laughs> as you can see <laughs> right now. <laughs> I work for gas and lunch food. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's a great opportunity for you, and I, I hope that you go into the producing side and stay, yeah. let cameramen be cameramen. Yeah. You know, learn camera stuff. I'm learning all the skills I can, yeah. basically. Um, yeah. And uh, I hope I hope you uh, become an anchor. Yeah. <laughs> and you wear shorts. <laughs> I, I, I want to do man on the street stuff. That's what I want to do. That would be fun. Oh, speaking of, yeah. um, in the next two weeks. Oh, yes, yes. I'm excited. Tell it, yeah. tell it. So we came up with a bit called... Uh, the OUR field trip. Yep. And uh, on Tuesday, we were up at our state capitol. And next Tuesday, we'll be at Pioneer Park. Yep. Talking to homeless people. Yep. We'll get some interviews. It'll be yep. some fun. Uh, you'll you'll be able to hear what's going on here in Salt mm-hmm. Lake City. And I, I got some lines on some senators that I'm going to try, Utah state senators. And awesome. Uh, we might have to even get an urban affairs professor or something. Cool, like that. And, cool, cool. But uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be going on field trips every Tuesday, Johnny and I, and we're bringing cameras and recorders, yep. and we're gonna make little packages and uh, kind of do a new school journalism beat yeah. where it's just you know where we give people time to talk and aren't worried about twenty four second sound clips because yeah. they're the only thing that works. Yeah, we'll make it work. So been a pleasure doing radio with yep. you today good sir oh um a little teaser for next week we're gonna have local salt lake comedian brian pope in the studio ooh, 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 i like brian he's like a funny brian guy pope. yeah he's uh moving to new york soon so i had to get him in before he left you know we're gonna talk all about you know the trip what's he gonna do like it's gonna be cool how's he gonna fit me in his trunk yeah <laughs> exactly yeah um so yeah thank you all for listening um for all you new students out there trust me it gets better all right, it gets better. Like you're gonna feel overwhelmed at first. The University of Utah has so much to offer. Just say yes. Just say yes to everything that you can because this is a unique, wonderful experience, and you can only get it here at the University of Utah. I was Utah. talking to a man today, and he wants to get on the basketball team. Yeah. But he hasn't played in a league for two years. Yeah. And he goes, "I'm a Pac-12 caliber player, but they don't seem interested." because I'm not on their radar and I don't have a reel. And I looked at him dead in the eye and I said, hey, the only person that's gonna embrace your championship is you. Yeah. If you want this dream, 
go there every day. Yeah. Go to the Huntsman Center Hassle every them. day. Dribble a basketball on their driveway six hours a day when you have free time. Do your kettlebell training in their grass field. Yeah. Be there. Show up. Do it. Demand it. Yeah. And because there's going to be people all throughout your life that are going to say no. Or, yeah, I'll follow you on Twitter. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, give me a call sometime. And they won't. Email me. Flakes. I've heard that so many yeah. times. Email me. Yeah. 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 When someone says that to me, it's. But, see, then you get people like me where I take that stuff seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I'll call you back. Yeah. And yeah, and then I actually email you, and they're like, oh, yeah. oh, you found it. Yeah. <laughs> but the moral is stand up for yourself. If you see a s advertisement for a class or for a job opportunity, don't wait till tomorrow because there's going to be that kid yeah. that's hungrier and more delicious than you who's going to get the job. I'll tell you, I'm hungry, and I sign up for everything I get. Mm -hmm. I try to get in there as quick as I can, you know, and – you got to get out there and get what's yours. You don't have much time. Like, you have to go after what you want. I left UVU because I was not happy with that situation at all. I moved everything I had and came up here and did it. And I followed a dream. And you know what? Like, I'm in such a better place than I ever could have imagined. Yeah. And all it does is just takes effort. You yeah, know? It takes dedication. And you have to be honest. You can't, you can't treat this campus like a whorehouse. You yeah. know, that's not what our female students are here to do. Yeah. We're all here trying to make this world a better place. There's so much opportunity. You got to take advantage. And you know, if you want to, if you want to be involved with KU, go to kuradio.org. If you want to email us, you can email us at oluteradio at gmail.com. That's o l u t e r a d i o at gmail.com. You can hit me up. E i e i o. You can hit me up at Johnny McKeon. That's M C K E O N. That's my Facebook and my Twitter handle. You can uh, find uh, find us at Old Ute Radio with Sasha, Johnny McKean and Sasha Bloom. That's our official Facebook page. Like it, love it, hit it up. Sasha, what's your uh, Twitter handle? I'm at mr underscore b l u m e. That's Mr. Bloom, and uh, I produce this stuff for online distribution. And I guarantee you, we'll have this up in the next 24 hours. Yeah, awesome. Uh, we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you, Johnny. I appreciate you too. I uh, love you, man. Yes, sir. Peace. I heard you like to call yourself the devil's favorite demon. <laughs> but you, sir, are no demon. And the devil, nah, man. <laughs> I'd like to let you in on a little secret, man. You ought to be careful. Who you say those things in front of Because you never know Who might be listening <laughs>